Welcome to the Green Heart Living Podcast with your host, Elizabeth Hill. I am very pleased to be talking with Leslie Smith today, the author of, or just released, Spitfire today. How are you, Leslie? I'm doing very well. Thank you, Elizabeth. So the book is doing great. We already have six number one bestsellers uh, categories on Amazon, which is wonderful, and, and two number one releases. So the people are enjoying the book. And I wanted to do a little introduction for our audience about you, Leslie. So um, Leslie Crocker Smith grew up in two very caring communities, Middlebury, Vermont, and Briar Neck, a small enclave on the coast in Gloucester, Massachusetts. Very active and loving competition, Leslie was a natural at sports and horseback riding, playing field hockey, tennis, alpine skiing, and figure skating. She competed at Lake Placid in figure skating and had a solo at the college winter carnival each year. In 2000, at age 25, Leslie was diagnosed with myotonic muscular dystrophy an inherited neuromuscular disease that is progressive and has no cure. This diagnosis caused the end of life as she knew it and threatened to take away her identity. Through sheer determination, Leslie was able to attend and complete graduate school at the University of Vermont, finding her identity as a social worker, a wheelchair tennis player, and a writer. Now, 22 years after diagnosis, she continues to inspire others through her determination, her writing, and competition in tournaments. Such an honor to have you here, Leslie. Thank uh, you. What, I'd love to hear from you what inspired you to write your story and to write um, this book, Spitfire. Well, I didn't set out to write a book. Um, I've always used journal entries off and on as a way to make sense of my life because when you have all sorts of things kind of swirling around, it's really hard to be clear and figure out what you're actually thinking and feeling and if you have to write it down you it makes it become much clearer and um a couple years um after diagnosis some symptoms started to emerge and i was very angry and very scared and confused and i just started writing it just kind of started coming out of me and i think it kind of started as just like a lengthy journal entry or something and it just more and more came out and I shared it with my friend um, Kelly and she said we should collaborate on a book so we started working on that um, we're bi-coastal so that was challenging but she is a genetic counselor and very scientific so she was coming at it from a scientific way and I was coming at it from an emotional way and it didn't quite work the way it, we were intending it and then she started a family and I put it aside and um, didn't work on it for six or seven years. And my mom found this big stack when she was cleaning out a drawer. So I had this huge stack of writing and no idea what to do with it. And um, as you'll see in the book, my mother's good at getting people to help with different things. And so she found an editor, a tennis player, and um, she helped me get it in order and kind of change it around. and. Um, ended up as a book and I, um, you know, I, I was wanting to publish it. And then um, Heidi McCann said, I know a great publisher. And so, um, but I think I, I've always really been interested in people's stories 
and their life. And so I always know also that when I read something that resonates with me and you're like, wow, someone knows what I'm feeling. That's been really helpful and empowering. And so I thought, you know, if someone reads this and feels like, oh, okay, someone has made it through the fire, then that kind of really um, gave me kind of the courage to just put it out there. And so I was inspired to share my story. So. And I love how it's organized too. I just want to put that out there because you wrote it in a way that is really, I know will feel very meaningful for people that are involved in the tennis world, right? There's a lot of, of tennis phrases and it's, it's just structured in a way that feels really like it flows well, the way that you put that together and um, the way that you open up and share your personal stories. Whether yes. or not someone has faith, it's certainly helpful for people that have faced a diagnosis of something right. that kind of turns their life on end. But all of us have experienced things um, that are unexpected in life, right. things that what have to do a 180 and, and reconfigure or just our idea of what life is and who we are and our identity in the world, right? So I love that you, you were willing to face that and put yourself Yes. out there and, and be vulnerable in sharing these stories. And I believe you have a part of the book that you'd like to read yeah. with us to us today. Share that. So these excerpts are kind of to illustrate my early years, the diagnosis, my reaction and where I ended up. So childhood is there was always an activity, a game or adventure, and all of it involved being physically active. I ran, jumped, hiked, and swam. I rode horseback, did gymnastics, played little league, and wrestled. Most of my summers were spent at the beach. I'd stay all day, every day, coming home only to have lunch and change my bathing suit. I spent hours in the water, and when I was back on dry land, I was playing soccer, wiffle ball, paddle tennis, tag, or some game we just didn't made up. As I got a little older, I turned to more serious sports. There was tennis, of course, but also sailing, field hockey, ice skating, and ski racing. I loved them all and went to every camp I could. In high school, I played three varsity sports a year, and in the winter, I would figure skate before and have ski practice after school. So, diagnosis. I can still remember that day in vivid detail. I can see the gleam of the conference table, hear the ticking of the clock on the wall, and feel my mother's fingers clawing into my leg as she tried to keep me from uttering my sarcastic comments. And I can recall exactly what I was thinking as the meeting finally ended, the doctors gathering up their files and hurrying off to whatever more important engagement awaited them. Who is going to want me now? So I ended up several times in the hospital, but in 2011, I was like, okay, this is, this has got to change. But my kind of initial reaction was um, since denial that anything was wrong with me was clearly no longer an option, I swiftly moved into anger and decided that if my life was not going to go as planned and my choices had been taken away from me, then I wouldn't miss any experiences. I felt that since there were many things that are certainties in people's lives that were no longer part of mine, I was going to live to the fullest. However, as with most decisions made in anger, this was not the best plan. Looking back, there were many experiences that I would have loved to miss and several that I should have missed. But at this point in time, shortly after my diagnosis, I was driven by anger and determined to make the most of whatever time I had left. 
I commenced to all sorts of destructive behavior that didn't, I didn't completely grow out of until my early 30s. So the next part is kind of an, as an athlete where I am now. I will, I was and will continue to be an athlete. While simple athletic activities are about all I can do at this point, I can remember the way it felt to be incredible and invincible at any athletic activity. I still have the muscle memory of years of all sorts of different athletic feats. Although most of my genetic material didn't do so much for me, I didn't hear the muscular build of my mother. This has kept me mobile and contributed greatly to the strength I have had my entire life. My friend Kelly often laments the fact that she runs and does a lot more activity than I do, but I have more defined leg muscles than she does. I told her this was because from sunup until sundown as a child, I was moving, the faster the better. One of my great joys was being better and faster than everyone, especially the boys. Anything that was put before me, I accomplished. That is still so important to me. While others see me as disabled, and I may refer to myself as such, at heart, I am still the athlete I was. Thank you. What's it like to write these different parts of, it must have been, I mean, was it challenging and hard? I mean, it must have been. There were parts that, that were challenging, but I, I just seem to have such like complete recall of so many parts of my life that I just remember cl with clarity. Um, one part that I remember was um, when I won or came in, got the silver medal in the junior Olympics in skiing. And I just, it was, I just remember exactly the feeling. And a lot of these times in my life, I remember the feeling, but I can, you know, picture I so clearly so many moments in my life. And so it was, it was challenging and exciting and therapeutic and exhausting, thought provoking and life changing. And one of the challenges was that when I was recalling and recounting different parts, some of them were so emotionally charged that I could only work for a little bit and then had to go outside or, you know, take a nap or something to kind of get out of that feeling because the feelings were coming up that were feelings from then. And, you know, I also had this struggle, like, who cares? Why does anyone care what I think or have to say? And, um, but I kind of just ignored that because I couldn't stop writing. I just, I had so much that I wanted to say. And as I said, I've gained so much from others insight. And so there were a lot of different parts of the writing that were, I mean, it wasn't so much like hard to do. It just, it was coming out. And, you know, I did as having an editor, she asked me to do different things and I was able and willing and interested in doing all of it. And um, it was also kind of therapeutic to realize when I was writing it, where I was coming, like my past and where I was coming from and where I am today. And it's a complete different thing. Um, and I was also making my dream of actually writing a book uh, a reality and I enjoyed the process and the self-discovery and um, kind of what I've been realizing in the months since I've been working with you um, 
and finishing the book that all the pieces of myself that I had lost or had been destroyed came back to me and the self-confidence and self-esteem that I had as an athletic child and adolescent returned and I finally have reached acceptance. So writing it has been the biggest gift I could have received and it totally changed my life. So beautiful. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I love and as you as you were talking about what that was like to you know recalling things and actually feeling right that getting the feelings of win of of winning that right like getting that that medal and being there and you do a great job in the book of sharing it and painting mm -hmm. a picture so that as we, we're reading it we can really see you you know, as a kid winning and then being in these places, right? So it's it's a fun read from that standpoint because uh, that we can feel that with you. Right. And we can also feel the other, right? That diagnosis, yeah. like I could I could actually feel like as your, your mom putting her hand, like, don't say that thing right now, Leslie, yeah. or whatever she's saying, right? Like we could feel during um, a very confronting time in your life. I like that you, it sounds like, um, you gave a piece of, I don't know, you shared an experience right now that will be very helpful for writers as they're mm -hmm. going through this. Because a lot of our listeners, a lot of our, you know, authors that we work with at Greenheart are writing about their personal stories, right. their memoirs. It's very confronting. And you said when you got to places just felt emotionally like that you took a break, that you walked outside, that you yeah. took a nap, that, yeah. Do you have any advice on that specifically? Like when people get hit with that as they're writing, is the advice just, to take a break or like, what's the- Well, I guess also just, I mean, so if you're saying, thinking like, why does it matter? Who's going to care what I have to say? Just push yeah. that aside and just keep writing yeah. because, you know, it's, it's your soul that's coming out. It's your words. And even if like only like your mother or something reads it, it still could help, help them. And I think that that's, that's a good thing to do is when you're feeling very emotional, positive or negatively about what you're writing, if you take a break and kind of refocus and get out of your head a little bit, that is really helpful. Yes. Or go to a different part or do just something that probably the best thing is to not write for a like a couple hours or whatever and just get recentered. Yes. Yeah. And that's great to kind of distinguish, right? Where is this coming from? Is it coming from, I've just shared a really hard part of myself and I need some space and just yeah. to get, out, get out of my head? Or am I feeling afraid to write because exactly. I don't know, it's like, okay, where, where does, and then it's like, no, you can write it. Just maybe write something else or focus on another part, but to push through that. So I think that will be helpful for- And some things, there were some parts that my editor wanted me to write that I felt very uncomfortable about writing. And um, we actually didn't include them because they were unnecessary. But I just remember I went snowshoeing because I was like, I can't share that. That's like kind of way too personal and revealing. So mm -hmm. I ended up not doing it, but- you know, it, I did get to places where I felt, as you said, it's a very vulnerable thing. And um, when I got to those places, I just kind of re refocused. And I was thinking about this yesterday. I don't feel any fear or anything about sharing all this. And I was like, well, I don't know, because in real life, I don't like to be especially vulnerable. Nobody does. Mm 
you know, and to do a memoir any justice, you have to be vulnerable. And I was like, well, maybe because it's all past or whatever. But, you know, as I said, I feel so empowered from doing this. And um, I think that that's given me the feeling that, I mean, because I know people are, some people are not going to like it or going to judge me or whatever, but I'm just like, whatever, I got this going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, thank you for pushing through all of those, those fears and go and being open in the writing, mm -hmm. right? So that you could get to a place where you go, you know what, here it is, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. And um, I want to know what advice you have for people who are fake facing, you know, the 180 in life where, you know, unexpected diagnosis, unexpected news, like what, what would you've had, you've had to live with this and be with this. What, what advice do you have for people that are facing those, that kind of situation? Well, I think first take a deep breath. The first thing to do is just take a deep breath and, um, and then, um, give yourself a chance to absorb the information and then read my book. Yes. <laughs> and, um, Getting as much information as you can or as you can handle is um, very helpful and um, get as many resources as you can find. And um, for me, I was unable to take anything in. I just heard like kind of the death knell and was like, I don't want to know. And my mother did a lot of research. And so she had a lot of information that she kind of just assimilated in, into our care or whatever. And um, yeah, because at first I got this and I didn't really know what it meant, except it was bad. And I was just going to run because if you run far enough, it can't, you know, catch you. And you need to deal with the information the best way you can, whatever that is, if that's getting like completely drunk or you know, going on a, whatever it is that helps you to deal with this information um, and makes it easier to receive what will help you stand back up, dust yourself off and move on. And um, the way I dealt with it wasn't very positive. But when I finally realized I couldn't run and slow down, I was able to begin to absorb more of the information and um, make necessary changes in my life. And you know, I, I got a lot of people when I said, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. They said, well, maybe it's not. Who knows what's going to happen? And over this past year or so, I've been doing a lot of things that I didn't think I would ever do again and found out I could do them. I hadn't skied in 13 years and I decided I'm going to get a lesson and get back out there. And so I think that that's what you have to do is look at, you know, you do have to know and consider the things that may happen but they may not and the way that you just kind of you just have to live your life the way you want to do it and determine how how you want to do it and acceptance took 23 years and I just am finally kind of really reaching it and there's days when I fight against myself and my limitations but I begin to focus on what I can do rather than what I can't do which has been important. And um, when you find other persons or through literature that have dealt with something similar, whatever your diagnosis is, it can be very affirming and comforting to know that others have walked the path before you and made their way through the fire. Um, and developing a team or an advocate, at least to support and assist you, because as the person dealing with this, it's very hard to take things in through the medical profession and finding someone that can speak for you or can 
at least listen to the information and help share it with you and um, give yourself a break and realize the inner power that you possess because we all have that inside of us and you can feel diminished and just not feel that you have anything left to give or to offer or who's ever going to want you because you're you know broken or flawed which we all are and just to say okay i can i can do this because that's really really important oh you just shared such amazing things i i say i i want to um just highlight one thing that i i think everyone will be able to relate to is that yeah, you might have a freak out, right? <laughs> you might, you might, you might react in ways that you really wish you didn't, exactly. or whatever. And just to give yourself some grace and forgiveness for whatever that initial reaction is, because you aren't going to be able to get to acceptance right. without having, like, letting yourself be a human being and react right. in the way that you know humans do, and that's okay. And and that know that, yeah. Thanks. Well, I was, I was talking with a friend about a recent symptom that had occurred or whatever. And she said, well, do you think you can accept it? I was like, maybe if I didn't have to accept something new every day. And that, okay. that was just, I was kind of like, yeah, I can accept something, but not everything all the time. It's like a constant struggle to accept. And there's things that you don't want to accept, but you eventually have to. It's hard to reach, but if you can get there, that's and you have to eventually get there but it can take as i said 23 years or whatever right right and that, and i think that's an important point too of that it's not a one and done everything's perfect now and i accept everything because right. it's different things right it's not just like the diagnosis it is what you know what how it rolls out in life and a different symptom or a different you know all the things, right? Having to find a different doctor or all the things that would come up that give you new opportunities to practice this <laughs> acceptance, right? Oh, well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Is there anything else you want to share with, with our listeners? Um, I don't have anything, but I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, share some stuff and to speak with you and to... Uh, start getting myself out there a bit. Thank you so much for Thank taking you so much. To find out more about Green Heart Living, visit us on our website at www.greenheartliving.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash green heart living.